Audio. This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I am sitting in my home with an awesome person, Brittany Wallet key <laughs> I don't know about that, but hi. <laughs> Damn it. I used to introduce people like that all the time. Yeah. And I thought, Brittany will be up for it. <laughs> You're <No>. very kind. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, where would you rate yourself? If I was going to say... I'm pretty awesome. I think I'm pretty awesome. Uh... <laughs> How would you feel if I said I'm sitting in my home with mm-hmm. a pretty awesome yeah, person? Yeah, that's better. Yeah, that's better. Okay, really? Yeah, you wouldn't honest. feel that's insulting? It's honest. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're friends. It's okay. Yeah, I think you're awesome. You <laughs> haven't done anything shitty to me so (laughs) i'm just waiting give me time yeah (laughs) fair enough can you start off by telling people a little bit about who you are and what you do yeah um so i'm pretty awesome Uh, we already covered that uh but yeah my name is Brittany wallet key i just got married so the key part of my name is new um Gosh, what do I do? I uh, I have a weird job. I have um, I, I have a, a live event experience, I guess. I'm yeah. like a party planner. Uh, I help develop card games for a company called Jack Dyer Studios. We do Super Fight, Red Flags, all those awesome games. Um, and I really like cats <laughs> and squirrels. <laughs> and professionally? Professionally love them. Um, hilariously, that's a whole nother story, but I am working for CatCon soon, so I will professionally be paid to hang out with cats soon, really? which where, is awesome. Where is CatCon happening? Um, that's in Pasadena, so it's super close to where I live, yeah. And it, it's in the Pasadena Convention Center, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that crazy that yeah. that's a thing? <laughs> yeah. In the famous cats all come? Uh, yes. Grumpy cat? Yeah. And oh, yeah. Is it Lil Bub? Uh, oh, my favorite. Lil Bub's going to be there. Nala. <laughs> cat all these other cats um yeah it's kind of crazy and i'm literally getting paid that weekend to talent wrangle so i hang out with the cats and, yeah. their, and their people so that's what i'll get to do so i'm a professional cat lover uh, as of that weekend when you <laughs> got hired to do this mm-hmm. did you sign anything that said yes we get the cat hurting joke we get yeah this no, is literally the job. i haven't met you them may yet not make that joke i probably loud. will i probably will and i've already said i'm already like making business cards i'll say like professional cat wrangler on them yeah. at some point but uh yeah they're nice people i haven't i haven't met them yet but they've been great on, on paper so we'll see <laughs> hopefully they'll be nice talk to me in two weeks and then <laughs> we'll see uh and what do you what all can one do at CatCon? obviously you get to meet the cats mm-hmm. you probably take photos with the famous yeah, cats yeah. and so it's like imagine comic-con but for cats so there's like <laughs> vendors there's panels there's like uh last year they had an escape room that okay. was you you were supposed to be a cat escaping a box and you okay. had to like solve puzzles which were like pull a string and bat this ball um it's it's it had ten thousand people show up Damn. its first year that is almost unheard of in the convention scene for an un- untested market un- uh inexperienced team 10,000 people showed up and yeah. it was mad and the second year was um with all due respect to the team not quite as well organized and it doubled in size so hopefully this year they've got it under control because people i mean it's cats people will just I, people who don't even need to know that it's a good event they just <laughs> see cats and they're like oh let's go I, i'm the same yeah I, I didn't vet them i didn't look them up to see if they were a good event company i just was like oh cats will be there sure take 20 dollars, please yeah do you know if there is any big cat controversy like every other con there'll be like well there's dc versus marvel there's some internal politics uh, is there a cat controversy that you have to be really sensitive about at cat i con? haven't learned about it yet but i bet there are i bet there are <laughs> 
I can't imagine. Well, I should say this. I I imagine that there will be cats that won't get along backstage because they're <laughs> fucking cats. Oh, sorry. Can I cuss on this? You okay. Can. Okay. Good. So they're cats. So I'm sure I'm gonna see like little bub fighting with like Nala cat or like <laughs> grumpy cat not having it or like grumpy cat on like a sofa, you yeah. know, on her own. And the other cats are away. So I bet there's like an upper echelon. I bet they talk shit on each other. Oh, there's, I'm sure. Yeah. There's gonna be drama that I'm just gonna like eat popcorn in the corner and watch. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Grumpy cat is so old school. So, so um, tired so and old. old. Everybody's over. Do you know what her cat. asking fee is? I, I found this out, out a couple of years ago. Yeah. When I worked for Wizard World, we were trying to book her for a show. Um, <laughs> yep, that's a real sentence. <laughs> and uh, I think it was, God, I think it was like 15K was her guarantee. Really? 15K. In fact, I don't know if that was a guarantee. I think she walked in with 15K and then whatever they made on top of that was, yeah, $15,000 <laughs> for a cat. Dear God. So, yep, that's my life. <laughs> yeah. And yet still has to create the illusion of being grumpy yes. to please the fans. Yes. With- Fifteen thousand dollars in your little <laughs> yeah. effing paw. <laughs> All right, so we could talk about CatCon, and yep. I'll probably have you back to yeah. talk about CatCon. I would love that to. I would love to. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to get into your obsession, and it is Mystery Science Theater yes. three thousand. Yes. A yes. thing that is absurd that I have not covered. Mm-hmm. Other people have offered it, mm-hmm. um, but I know you are a big fan. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. We have talked about it a lot, and it is kind of a weird thing for me to cover mm-hmm. because. I like the show. Mm-hmm. I watched the show back in the day. Mm-hmm. I don't know the show anywhere near as well as most people do mm-hmm. at all. Uh, but because I've worked with and I know most of the people who've worked on it, yeah, people just assume that I am I, I'm encyclopedic the same. about I'm it. I'm the same. I Until like five minutes ago, I assumed the same. I was like, oh shit, am I going to talk about the right subject? Because Joseph's <laughs> going to know so much more than me. No. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of okay <laughs> now that I know. <laughs> Good, please, yes. I want you to be the one who's like, yes, well, in this frame of this episode, this episode in this yeah. quarter, there was a thing. God, that, there yeah. are people like that, and I, I'm not that person. In fact, I'll admit, I haven't seen, I have not seen every single episode, um, and some of them I can't see anymore because of the copyright infringement, oh, or copyright yeah. and, uh, you know, weird laws that they have in place, so... Yeah, because yeah, they have a weird sort of release yeah, history. Yeah, I, I know Shout Factory owns some of it. Rhino, for a time, owns some pieces. And I don't think we're ever going to see a start-to-finish complete DVD like or Blu-ray version of it, which kind of sucks. Yeah. You, know, you kind of have to like... You know, like, what did they say when, like, you know, circulate the tapes? We still have to keep circulating, you know, YouTube or Rift Tracks at this point. And, uh, yeah, it kind of sucks that I don't think I'm ever going to actually see. There are episodes that I can't find. Oh, really? Yeah, I just can't find them. Yeah. Not even, uh, not that I'm encouraging this, mm-hmm. but not even illegally? <laughs> um, I, you know, I haven't done that in a really long time, to be honest. I haven't, okay. like, pirate bayed anything in a long time. Okay, good. I bet I have some friends listening that could help me with that. <laughs> I'm sure. But we are content creators. And, yeah, obviously they want to make money. And I mm-hmm. think Rift Tracks currently uh, has, in the last couple of years, has got some rights yes. uh, to the digital versions, yes. at least. Yeah. They just so, released a whole bunch on Amazon Prime. I just found this out oh, about awesome. a week ago. And I've been binging, like, no joke, about four a day. <laughs> like, I just put it in the background. God, they're so funny. You yeah. are so funny. I bet I've laughed at your jokes. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so I've done some writing for Rift Tracks on and off. So I have some uh, relationship with it and some opinions That's about, so awesome. like, the the nature of riffing mm-hmm. and i like to think about that of like exactly what kind of jokes work when mm-hmm. and why and delivery and, timing, and styles like and timing there are things and- that you'll know on the back end that i'll never i mean i as a consumer will laugh and understand oh britney thinks that was funny but the actual <laughs> like 
engineering to get that joke just right like should we say should we say this after this guy delivers this horrible line or before or like how far do we go with the sex jokes like how much do we how far do we go into like the adult version like there's so much engineering i'll never understand yeah again as as a viewer i love it you know I think that's kind of fascinating. Cool. Well, maybe we'll get into some of that. But first, I want to get into your relationship with Mystery Science Theater (laughs) 3000. So when did you first discover it? When did you become hooked and say, I am going to make this a part of my life? Um, I think I was, I think I was like 12. And if I'm not mistaken, I think I first started watching it when it was on Comedy Central. So it was a Comedy Central, I think it was at night. I can remember like sitting in my living room with my mom and my dad and my sister. And it was just one of those things that we just sort of flipped on one day. And it was unlike anything I'd seen. It was, you know, we all, like my family uh, loved bad movies anyway. We, we loved goofing on funny movies. And my dad, I can remember riffing, like he would be sitting in the kitchen and something would be happening on this horrible sci-fi movie and he would riff on it and make fun of it. <laughs> and I, as a 12-year-old, just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. It was great. And so then we found a show that did it for us. Like, yeah. holy shit. And then there was like sketches in between and there were little cute little robots. And like, they weren't always 100% family friendly, but... As a family, it was one show that we could all find a joke to laugh at. You know, Kevin would go really deep with weird references that, like, no one would understand. <laughs> Bill would go, like, really dark sometimes. Mike was kind of, you know, the straight guy in the middle. And it was all – we could all appreciate and and uh, relate to the jokes. Yeah. And getting older, I now see that there's a lot more adult in it than I first realized, <laughs> which is great. So that it grows with you. But when I was like, yeah, I was, like, 12 years old in my living room – watching it with my family and it was like a really good um just good memories of like laughing together and we'd watch the whole thing and like a two-hour show was a long time for a kid like to watch and sit and i would and then i'd watch it the next morning because they would repeat it Uh, i had a little tv in my bedroom i'd watch it at like 11 a.m the next morning again so i could like learn the jokes again and try to like i don't know like outwit all my friends at school (laughs) by the way no one else watched it at school i was the only one who understood like mystery science theater people were like what's that like they were interested in like the simpsons and like (laughs) more current things um did you try to then convert jokes that you had heard into use at school um i can't remember doing that but i can remember trying to like relate to people through that i guess like oh everyone must love making fun of movies that's yeah. funny right and then my girlfriends would want to go to like <laughs> like space jam like we would <laughs> we would go see space jam in the theater and they really wanted to see it yeah and i'm sitting there going this is horrible and this, like even even if even a, a movie that was like geared towards me as a child i was still like nah this is dumb like <laughs> michael jordan isn't even looking at tweety bird you know but they really liked it and i was kind of like stuck like being the only one that kind of recognized it was a shitty movie (laughs) oh so you feel like mystery science theater taught you to uh laser focus on what is crap and what needs to be mocked yes 100 (laughs) percent. and and don't be wrong i still love space jam but it's bad it's a horrible movie (laughs) but yeah but yeah i think i am in a weird way mystery science theater kind of lifted the veil of like it's okay to like to not appreciate bad films like you are to appreciate bad films right it's okay to like to you know, all these people worked really hard on this. Like there were the director, there were writers, there were actors, but it still sucked. And that's yeah. okay to, to <laughs> acknowledge that. 
all my other friends were like, no, we should, you know, let's watch this movie. And yeah. 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 <laughs> Did your dad feel displaced at all when he discovered the show? Because he sound, sounds like he's like the kind of dad is like, I got a sense of humor. I'm going to show my family I'm real you know, funny. And I don't know if he'll admit not it. Needed I don't know if he'll admit it, but like he might have. He might have felt <laughs> replaced because... There were times when, like, when there would be silence in in the in the riffing, and my dad would still do it, and um, I can remember not like laughing quite as hard at his. <laughs> and, you know, like, I would laugh a little harder at like Kevin, and that's uh, funny. I've never thought about that. That's a good question. But yeah. I would. I bet if I asked him today, he might be like, "Yeah, you know, I got a little replaced." Yeah. <laughs> Does he still uh, watch any kind of riffing? Does he watch um, the new series on no, Netflix? No, I don't think. No, my dad's. Uh, my dad's. I think still kind of getting used to Netflix and Hulu and all that. Um, I bet if I showed it to him, he'd like it. But he wouldn't. Uh, I don't think he would have followed it the way I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you went to see Space Jam with your friends, <laughs> did you try to actively riff it? In in a couple parts, I distinctly remember um, Michael Jordan like putting his finger out i think and tweety bird was supposed to land on it and he he did this thing with his finger and your listeners aren't going to see it but like he did this thing with his finger where he pretended the weight of tweety bird was too heavy like <laughs> oh he's so heavy and it, it didn't really translate with the animation yeah. and i just started laughing and i was like what is he trying to do like get like a i don't know like a it, it, like balance a basketball or something and my friends like looked at me like Brittany, we're watching a movie like be quiet and i'm like oh, okay i'm sorry like <laughs> A, I was being rude to anybody else in the theater by talking in the first place, but I do, yeah. I distinctly remember like kind of being shut down when Tweety Bird was too heavy for his finger, and it made me laugh. Yeah. and then I was like, "All right, this is inside jokes for me." <laughs> so now I, I riff inside my <laughs> yeah, head. Exactly. <laughs> so did you actively try to convert people at school? No, I felt like um, I'm. I haven't. I'm not really like that in general. I don't yeah. really like to. Um, if I like something, I'm okay sharing it. I don't like to like force forcibly okay. make someone else enjoy it. Um, and it, as far as I know, it continued almost up until like high school into college that people didn't know what I was talking about. And when I did find people, the very few times I did find people who knew what I was talking about, it was like. Oh my God, we're in the secret club. Yeah. And nobody knows what we're talking about because it was on at weird times of the day. And then it moved to Sci Fi Channel. No one followed it there. Like it was, it was like this unlocking of a secret between two strangers. It was yeah. great. I loved it. I can only remember that happening like two or three times. But when it did, it was like friends for life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, well, when did it, uh, from your perspective, when did it cross over into it is. He's still cultish, but still incredibly well known because, like, knowing the people involved, yeah, like uh, Bill and Bill Corbin and Kevin Murphy in particular are mm-hmm. good friends, and and Trace Liu, mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, we can go wherever we want. We're not famous, yeah. Uh, but then I have still had the experience of being with them and either bet, just seeing I people light up, it. yeah, yeah, or being in positions with them where uh, it's at a convention or it's a kind of mm. hobnobby place, mm-hmm. and uh, and somebody's like, well, what do you do? And they're like, well, we were involved in Mr. Yeah, it blows my mind that and they're people like, don't know them. Like, but yeah. but the people are like, whoa! I've seen people go like, what? You're Mystery Science Theater three thousand? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And like, and then the person who is like blown away is like, I've never seen it, but wow, I know oh, that's a big interesting. deal. So how I interesting! So I feel like it's uh, it's got to this point where it is cult. Yeah, and you can still have that. Sort so of the secret name club. Mystery Science Theater is synonymous with the cult, but the person maybe remembering it doesn't has never seen the show you've seen that happen with fans oh yeah where it just has like it has value because people wow. know it is a real thing yeah yeah like yeah. you know a thing that should be admired. that's interesting i i mean i feel like the internet i guess because for me at least i you know 
at school, the, the, the people that you hang out with when you're young and didn't really have access to the internet were school. Um, when I got a little older, people from work and my family, and that was it. So yeah. if they didn't know what I was talking about. I felt like I was the only one. So when I started, you know, going onto chat rooms and, and finding like the mystery science theater, like GeoCities website or whatever <laughs> it was, then it was like, oh, p- other people actually know about this. And oh, wait. There's another host. That's how I found out about Joel. Wow. Because I started with Mike. Yeah. So for years, I would see maybe one episode with this Joel character, and it seemed older. And I was like, oh, maybe he's a guest. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe he's a guest star or something. And then I think someone once gave me like a VHS, uh, a tape, and it was, they didn't realize that I, I only knew Mike and it was all Joel. And I was like, mind blown. Like, yeah. there was this whole other host I had no idea about. For some reason, I can only remember Mike being in later seasons for, um, well, of course, he was in the later seasons, but I don't remember, to be honest, I don't remember if I watched it when it was still live like when the episodes were new yeah they're, they're all so jumbled around and there was never really a through story with the bots or anything to keep track of yeah so i'm pretty sure i saw some live ones i remember um i remember seeing like uh mr science theater the movie when it first came out so i must have yeah i must have still been watching it when it was still like when it was not in, yet in syndication yeah you but, saw yeah. the movie in in the theater i don't think i saw it in the theater i think i saw it on a vhs i think i saw it at home and my mom was so excited like Brittany, there's a movie version of the the movie show you watch <laughs> 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 which might, might have been a part of the trouble in selling it yeah but. exactly yeah um but yeah i feel like the, i realized it was a cult when it when i was online when yeah. i finally realized there were other people and you know and and there were people actually building the bots and i was like what you wow. can build the bots it's amazing. And they were horrible, of course. They were like yeah. made of like styrofoam and like <laughs> you couldn't no one could find the little hands and for Tom. So you you went into the the internet rabbit hole yeah. of chat rooms, mm-hmm. chat groups. Um did you get involved in any sort of flamey wars about what makes the show good, um, who is the best host, any of that kind of stuff? No, I was like super I was super sweet when I was young. (laughs) I was really, really, I still had like my dark sense of humor, but I was really sweet girl and really naive and um, was just like so enamored with the idea of just speaking to someone about it. The idea to argue with someone in Flame War didn't even like come into my mind. Like that, even like to this day, I I can't, it's hard, really hard for me to get on in online fights because it's just not worth it for me. But as a little girl, I was like, oh my goodness, wow, (laughs) other people (laughs) like the same thing I do. Nothing can go wrong here. (laughs) What's this ASL they keep asking me about? Oh, that's weird. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Do you have an opinion, I know a lot of fans do, about mm-hmm. what is the magic of the show to you? So not even like what is better, but just like to you, what is the magic? Because some people I know <sighs> yeah. say like, it's the sketches that make it. It's the perspective that they're trapped there. Yeah. It's the fact that they're B-movies. It's the fact that they're genre B-movies. Mm-hmm. Like so many people have an opinion about what is the specific magic of Mystery Science Theater. Um I'll say this much. I was never a huge fan of the sketches. Okay. I, I uh, between between the two, I the sketches were fun, and I did like I did like some of the the story that they started to tell later in the seasons with Mary or with uh, with Pearl and they're going back in time to Roman times and Professor Bobo, and I liked <laughs> those a lot. Um, but uh, I was always looking forward to when they got back in the theater when it was movie sign. Um, but gosh, I, man, the magic! I guess just like. For me, it was how 
authentic they were to each other yeah. in a sense that it never got big. It was never like they clearly had budgets later in the seasons, but it wasn't like, oh, now we have a budget. Let's forget about all these crappy toys we've hot glued to the back set and sprayed over and the Millennium Falcon toy in the car in the corner that they sprayed over. And they never were like, oh, we're going to go HD now. <laughs> oh, we're going to have like, you know, popular. We're going to Fred Durst of the 90s on our show now. You know, we're not going to have like weird cameos. It was always like... You know, it was always like, no, we're going to stick to our roots. We we built this entire set by hand. It's always going to look like that. Um, and I don't know whether that was because they wanted to stick to a look or a brand or because they were lazy and didn't want to change anything. Yeah. But I liked that. I liked that it was never, it never sold itself out so much that it didn't feel like the show anymore. Yeah. That was it to me. So up until the very last episode... Um, it was always it, the set always looked like it was about to fall apart. You know, yeah. I don't know how many Toms and, and Crows and Gypsies they must have built. I mean, they went through so much. But um, even them, I, I mean, they did obviously from the very first time you ever saw Tom Servo, he obviously improved. But even still, the basic look of them yeah. looked the same. He just happened to get a little brighter red or Crow was a little shinier, but it wasn't like oh, now we're going to have them, you know, I don't know, digital now, and they're going to be holographs. And yeah. <laughs> like, they kept uh, it, like, very sweet and very mom and pop. Okay, sweet and mom and pop. That makes sense. I wonder from a sort of comedy theory perspective if it doesn't help with they seem relatable. Mm -hmm. They seem like the totally. little guys and girls. Totally. So that they can, uh, they're always punching up, even yep. though they're attacking, you know, mm -hmm. crappy movies. 100%. They seem like the underdogs. Yeah. Even though they're absolutely the ones in power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite. And I always, even as a little girl, I couldn't place it back then, but even as a little girl, I remember thinking like, wow, I can recognize all the toys behind them and I have some of those. And <laughs> like you said, this gets kind of relatable. Like, yeah. I would always look for the Millennium Falcon that would like be hot glued or i see one thing change i'm like oh i wonder where that pot and pan went you know it was kind of like a um what's that called uh, like a not where's waldo but when you try and find things in like yeah. a picture uh it was like a mind's eye sort of thing anyway, okay yeah. cool yeah and i suppose that made you feel even more like you are one of the gang yeah because you know their home They're like Easter well eggs. enough yeah. to know when they move exactly. crap around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Did you move something this How like? weird is that? That I would like notice like the one like, oh, that screw isn't isn't in place. I wonder what happened. Like <laughs> stupid shit. Um, I wonder where those pieces are now. Like where all that set ended up. Where the hallways are. Like where yeah. the miniature hallways. I would kill to see one in person. There's only been three. There was one for Joel's run, one for Mike's, and one for the film. And well, yeah. technically now four with four, uh, yeah, with, yeah. And do you feel like they managed to keep enough of that uh, DIY flavor in the new Netflix I do. show? I do, crew? I do, yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's because of the camera angle, but the the um, satellite of love it sort of looks a little wider to me, and I can't imagine that's probably has to do with the camera as well as the set. Yeah. I kind of liked the tightness of it a little bit more. Okay, um, but uh, yeah, absolutely. I still feel like it's built in a backyard and sprayed. <laughs> painted and i could have probably helped with my low skill and still been an asset to the team just come running in yeah. with the, my little pony and i got some hot it glue i got like, it guys <laughs> this will fit somewhere i got this <laughs> is there a specific joke or quote that has stuck with you that is something that comes up in day-to-day -day life yes <laughs> yes quite a few um my sister and i 
we uh, I can't remember what episode it was, but Tom during one of the sketches, you know, sometimes they would watch the movie, come back to Zylite Love, and suddenly they were in costumes from the movie, and of course they're like bot versions of the costumes. Yeah. There was one I I think it was uh, Tom was had like little braids. He suddenly had a, a girl's wig on, <laughs> and he had a big bow and a big blue dress, and of course it's just like frumpy as hell because they probably put it together that morning, yeah. you know, just like stapled it together, and I think he had big anime style eyes <laughs> like he for the first time had these like creepy pupils and he just kept saying i'm adorable like i'm adorable but like in the cute way <laughs> and for some reason that has stuck with us and like even matt and i talk to each other like i'll, I'll say something stupid i'll like, get dressed for the night and i'm like but hey do i look adorable <laughs> and he didn't know what i was referencing for years until he saw it on an episode and he looks at me and he's like is that where that came from? I was like, yeah, I, I actually kind of forgot. <laughs> so he just, you both just thought it was something that it you was said. something I said. And it started with my sister and I. And Amanda, of course, my sister has an amazing memory. She remembered where it came from. But um, I had, it had been lost to my vernacular in time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so silly things like that. I can't, I, I'm really bad at remembering specific jokes. Um, yeah. But that's the one thing that stuck with me. I'm a doabo. <laughs> yeah. The one that comes up to, not not necessarily in my memory, but that other fans say to me all the mm -hmm. time is the uh, uh, underwater scenes are the drum solos of movies. Oh, yes. <laughs> and that comes also, up like, uh, with, like I think writer friends all the time when they want to have an example of here is a consistent sort of mm -hmm. thing that people think is going to be exciting in a creative mm -hmm, space, mm -hmm. in a creative project, but it, it always feels <laughs> a little draggy. Yes. Um, Rouse Dower is also another one from uh, he was this horrible Canadian thriller and it was about it was called The Final Sacrifice and this one main character was like this beer drinking oaf of a man and his name was Rouse Dower and so I think it's one of the worst drinking games you could ever have because they say his name no joke like 89 times so it's just like take a drink every time they say Rouse Dower that's another good one yeah do you feel like in the community of uh, MSD3K fans, which mm -hmm. do you, you feel like you're in a community at this point? Yeah, I do. Yeah, 100%. And a lot of our friends, you know, now that I've, you know, grown up and realized, like, I'm just as weird as everybody else, I found the weirdos. So, yeah, yeah my friends definitely yeah. are, are my community in that way. Do you feel like the community is just as invested in remembering the, the jokes, mm -hmm. the characters, mm -hmm. the sketches, and the actual movies themselves? No, I feel like the majority of when I talk to people about it, like the you'll have the remember when oh wasn't this funny? It's always um it's always like I think the jokes it's it's when they're actually in the theater and it's it's always for me at least someone will say oh man what was that movie again oh what was that because it, it's so fucking bad yeah but they'll remember the joke that went with it or they'll okay. remember that was the episode where like um. Torgo from Manos Hands of Fate came and delivered pizza. It was like really memorable <laughs> things like that, but they won't. Re I'm just as bad. I, it's a really hard for me to remember the names of the films. Yeah. But I'll remember, oh, it was it was some fat dude, fat samurai, and oh, he was like, he had a weird hat because they're so, <laughs> even with the treatment, they're, they're not memorable, which I think yeah. is kind of fascinating in itself. But even with the riffing and the MST3K uh, treatment, the movie is still 
unmemorably bad. Yeah. Like, that's kind of fascinating to me. Like, the only reason I've seen this film is because of Mystery Science Theater, and yet I still can't remember the plot yeah. or the people or half the time the name. I think that's kind of kind of interesting. Yeah, and every once in a while there's that sort of, uh, like, cultural archaeology where you just mm-hmm. kind of, like, find something like Torgo, who is yes. <laughs> in a very slow, bad movie, Man of Hands of Fate. <laughs> it's but it's so, just by himself, is just sort of like... <coughs> Excuse me creepy and bizarre and weird so you sort of remember him as an artifact yes but if you asked me how that movie ended i couldn't tell you like (laughs) and i've seen it no joke probably like five or six times like again in the theater too the 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 live riff tracks version of it and i still couldn't tell you yeah but torgo hey (laughs) (laughs) everybody remembers Torgo. have you ever made a different life decision because of missy science theater 3000 either something small like uh i'm not gonna go out because i'm gonna stay in and watch this Mm -hmm. or have you ever picked up any weird bit of wisdom that has affected That's a good career question. or dating or anything like that? Um, I wouldn't say, oh gosh, gosh, this is funny. Actually, now you said dating. I was on a date once that was not going very well. <laughs> and on paper, the two of us, this is pre-Matt, by the way, this yeah. is not Matt, my husband. So, uh, so we were on a date and it wasn't going very well. And on paper, we looked great. Like he loved Mr. Science Theater. That's always like a big plus. Yeah. He liked um, Indian food. He liked all the things, a whole, whole bunch of things I liked. I was like, oh, this is going to be a lot of fun. And then it kind of turned out to be not so great. And I remember going back to his apartment. He was like, oh, do you want to watch Mystery Science Theater? And in my brain, I'm like, oh, that sounds like fun. Not remembering they're fucking two hours long. So (laughs) whatever plans I had the rest of the evening are now shot because I have to spend two hours because I can't just like get up and leave, you know, because if it's on DVD, there's no commercial breaks even. You know what I mean? It's like this like set time I have to spend with this person. So I'm in the apartment. And I remember sitting on the in the living room couch because that where the TV was. And I thought, okay, Britt, you're in for it. Like, here we go. <laughs> and instead, he's like, oh, no, I have a TV in my room. And oh. I was like, shit, okay. And I was still sort of like new to dating. I, I haven't really been on that many dates in my entire life, to be honest. So I didn't like know to say, oh, it's cool. We could just stay out here. Yeah. So we went to in his room instead because I'm an idiot and sat on his couch the most awkward two hours of my entire life watching. I don't even remember what movie we watched. That's how bad it was. I was so focused on how awkward and sweaty I was because it was really (laughs) hot in this room that I didn't even remember what movie we watched, which Riff uh, or Mystery Science Theater. And I remember one time he did the stupid like, I'm just going to yawn and like put my arm around you, which was even sweatier because now I'm being touched by another human being (laughs) watching... He somehow misruined that that episode for me. I, it probably like it's gone from my memory. I just don't know what it is because he ruined it. You so, just blocked it out. It was just a bad date. So if anything, Mr. Science Theater in a weird way couldn't save me that night from the bad <laughs> date. I, I know that doesn't really answer your question, but that was just a funny story that, again, this guy on paper, I'm like, oh, my God, Mr. Science Theater, this is awesome. How do you ruin Mr. Science Theater for me? Oh, bad. Impressively bad yeah, person. Yeah, bad date. Was he just a real bore? Um, yeah, he was a little boring. He was um, he was very kind. Um, it was just really boring, and I sort of had to carry everything, carry the conversation. Yeah. I sort of had to make the decisions on where we went that night when he was the one that invited me out. And that's not me being like, oh, the man has to do everything. Yeah. I feel like if you invite someone, it's sort of your responsibility. Yeah. He sort of like made me made made me decide a lot of things and i was like um i'm good (laughs) (laughs) i haven't thought about that in a long time that's funny i'm really entertained by not not your suffering no it's okay um, you can be i am it's funny now (laughs) the layers of 
somebody watching Mystery Science Theater 3000 and then doing something so cliched and yep. hackneyed as the yawn move, yes. which would be mocked yeah. endlessly By, in a movie. Yes. yes. And then I, I remember him walking me out to my car and being so thankful that like nothing happened. Like we never yeah. even like, he barely touched me. And we went to give each other a hug and he went in for the kiss and I had to do the turn, like the cheek. Yeah. And I was like, no. And then he landed it. (laughs) And then I remember breathing a sigh of relief in my car and getting the fuck home. (laughs) And that was was roll credits, right? the worst. (laughs) Cool. Um, If you could have one of the bots live with you. I do have one of them living. Oh, with me. <laughs> really? Which you bot mean like is in if they were home? alive and they were like, like talking? An actual bot, yeah. Uh, Tom, I would definitely do okay. Tom. You're, yeah, you're big on Tom. And yeah. do you have a? Tom? I do. I almost brought him, but then I realized we're on a podcast, <laughs> so it wouldn't have mattered. Um, but yeah, I uh, I was lucky enough to get him for my birthday a couple years ago. My friend Jenny and Grant uh, built one for me and oh, nice. then brought it to me, and it was just like this like heavenly light shone down. And I was like, oh, I finally have you. Uh, Tom would be my favorite. Yeah. yeah. And this is Grant Imahara, yeah. right? So yes. he's pretty yeah. good at building he's, things. He's pretty good at building robots. Yeah. Was it hard for him to build something crappy? Uh, you know, <laughs> he, he's, I remember seeing videos of him like painting it and I think he said the paint was hard to nail, like the, just the right red. And yeah. that's the kind of guy he is. He's so like hardcore about, you know, precise, uh, yeah. preciseness and just the idea of him like building it and Jenny building it is like blows my mind. That's really cool. Yeah. So, so is it? On the couch with you and your husband, it Matt? Sits, um, it sits on a little table. He has his own little table, and he gets decorated for Christmas. <laughs> and he was once our little Christmas tree, and then he gets decorated for all the holidays. Um, and he has a little pulley at the bottom, so he actually could, you know, move his little mouth. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, and then if he were alive and talkative, I would still choose him. Because yeah. I think Tom always made me laugh the hardest, and he can sing. And yeah. Tom was always kind of like... A little bit more innocent than Crow, and I think Crow would be mean to me. <laughs> I think Crow would get me into more trouble, and Tom would like, you know, Tom would help me bake cookies. He'd burn the cookies, but you know, he'd help around the house. And yeah, he could like hover, and yeah, that's who I'd want. <laughs> yeah, and then he'd sing a little song yeah. about it, and then all be lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you ever get the temptation to make him? riff when you're watching things do you get the um, temptation to do a little at kevin the murphy very voice beginning and... i did when i was like obsessed with him like <laughs> i drove with him in the car for a couple days and like did you I riff was, traffic yeah i was like oh tom isn't this great we're just look it's a screen except it's our like windshield i'm like oh isn't this great we're here together and i would like take him to places and take pictures of him like uh what's that thing that people do when like it's like a stuffed animal that they they travel the world with there's oh, like a yeah. name for that but uh, yeah pet, something from, like that yeah, yeah. photos but I did that with him for like a little bit. So at the beginning, yes, I was a little obsessed with my little friend because he was finally in my life. I was so excited. And now he's just there hanging yeah. out, being decorated. That's yeah. great. Um, I, I always think of one of the really famous things that people seem to connect with MST3K mm-hmm. is the Turkey Day Marathon. Yes, And I yes. think there's something powerful about that yes. because it is, uh, it has a DIY uh, sort of mm-hmm. vibe to it in mm-hmm. a way, like a friendly... Yeah. Relatable vibe, but also a, just a little bit of being uh, an iconoclast because mm-hmm. you're not with your family. You're not watching football. Yes. You're watching Mystery Science Unless Theater. you're with my family and we were doing that. We <laughs> would do that. And uh, I think, was that on Sci-Fi Channel? I can't remember which one that was on, like where, where that started. But I think it started on Comedy Central. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, and then we would watch the the um, Twilight Zone marathon on Sci-Fi Channel on New Year's Day. So we had these like like 
holiday marathons that okay. we would watch. And uh, that was that was when I could watch certain episodes that I hadn't seen in a long time. Yeah. Because they had to fill the slots, so they might pull from the vault that I haven't seen in forever. I think that's how I saw um, my favorite one. I've, my favorite episode is uh, Space Mutiny, which is just ungodly bad but it's so the i think some of the best movies um that they ever riffed were ones that were funny without the riffing yeah like sometimes they would just let lines hang because it was so funny on its own space mini was one of those and i saw that because of the uh thanksgiving day um marathon yeah i almost awesome. said massacre <laughs> thanksgiving, <laughs> thanksgiving day, day massacre, massacre. <laughs> what happened in your family <laughs> Are you really relating to turkeys? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Turkeys right. It's a massacre. <laughs> yeah, I think you're totally right. I I like in even in uh, the modern day riff track stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I like it best when it is there's an element of uh, curation of like mm-hmm. look at what we have discovered and we are going to make really funny jokes, but we're also just going to share how that. How did they find them? Like yeah. how did like what? They dig I and mean, dig and dig. I don't even know where to begin on that because yeah. I have you know Netflix, I have Hulu. Those are easy, but for them back in the day, they they had nothing. They had VHSs. They had like, I imagine people would send in copies of things that they might not know about. Like maybe fans were helping them curate. Yeah, I, I imagine. I mean, I think they just mostly had licenses from different places, and so would just they go could down a list through and yeah. try to find things. You Crazy. know, of just people, uh, you know, companies, studios who owned movies. Crazy. Uh, what do you think? Given that there is this food connection of Turkey Day, mm-hmm. what do you think is the exact correct food to eat while watching MST3K? <laughs> Oh man, that's a good one. Um, oh God, I, I get the munchies all the time, <laughs> naturally and unnaturally. Uh, so yeah, so tell me about natural munchies yes, and unnatural, unnatural munchies. munchies. I I love salt and I love um, so I really like uh, Chex Mix. That's like my favorite thing. So it's kind of like popcorn and then yeah. it's salty, but it's got that crunch. Um, that's my favorite thing to eat during Mr. Science Year's, like Chex Mix or some sort of like uh, like pretzel-y kind of things. That's okay. what I like. It's it eclectic reminds, and weird. Yeah, it's weird and it's like salty and y- you'll crunch just as you're laughing. So, it, I don't know, it gives you an extra like sound to make. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay. And for unnatural munchies, mm-hmm. <laughs> are you Everything in the house. <laughs> um, cereal. I love cereal. Okay. Yeah. I love I like Fruit Loops and like uh, and Lucky Charms. Right. I don't know it makes me feel like a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, uh, do you watch MST3K then in an unnatural state? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Is yes. that a part of the culture or the experience for you? Uh, no, not when it began. No, yeah. not at all. I, I, I assume when you began, it's like, oh, no, hey, no, no. Kids, let's oh, gather you know, you never know. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't do that till I was much later, uh, like 21, 22. So, I, uh, I, I, th- I enjoyed it. Like naturally and then unnaturally, I was like, oh my god, this is so much funnier. <laughs> like, there are things that like I didn't notice before. So yeah, I absolutely do. But you know, it's like fifty fifty. It's not okay. something I have to be while watching it. Yeah. But it it certainly enhances. Like you know, you've had a long day, you want to relax, and yeah, you do that, and then you're like, oh, let's add the extra bonus of Mr. Science Theater on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. Do they go together well? Well, the unnaturalness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love this dumb euphemism. Everybody knows exactly what we're talking about. So does it go well with Mystery Science Theater because even at its most explosively funny, Mm -hmm. Mystery Science Theater has this sort of familiarity, like you're just in the weird space living room with your friends. And it's silly. That's my favorite thing to watch. Silly. Yeah, it's silly. So I'll watch um, a bad movie. Like I watched Cool as Ice without riffing before they did the riff (laughs) and Unnatural. I watched it like that and it was still funny. So I would would much rather watch a funny movie, you know. 
high as fuck, um, <laughs> let's just get to it, than, um, than otherwise. Full yeah. of cereal. Yeah, full of cereal. You know what I mean. <laughs> Having collected all of the lucky charms. Um, so I think there's also a power in the, the early run, late 80s, 90s, of the B-movies, because mm-hmm. kind of where they were historically in relationship to that time. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, 30, 40, 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so as looking back onto the past, there's already a little bit of that nostalgia, mm-hmm. which gives a sense of comfort. What do you think, like, B-movies today are? So, like, if Mystery Science Theater had never been thought of and it was oh, thought yeah. of today, mm-hmm. would what they be they would, riffing, oh, wow. like, early YouTube videos? <laughs> you know, what? what's, wow, like, the B-movie of today? Um, I still think... I still think had they not been around, had they started today, God, I would hate to think that they're doing YouTube videos because that's so like, it's, cruel. It's, like it's a terrible it's idea. It's trying so hard, and it doesn't like it, it, the shelf life of most most YouTube videos that are worth making fun of is only like a year. Yeah. You know? So I think like, yeah, I think they would still go far back. I think they would still be looking at like Mano's Hands of Fate. I think they'd still be looking at super far away. Um, super far away super far back films yeah. um in terms of b movies i think they do like plan nine from outer space um i think they would still do the same thing i think yeah. they go far back and work their way forward um i don't know if they would do sci-fi as much um because i heard i read somewhere that the main reason they started doing more science fiction films is because they, they were featured on sci-fi channel yeah. so sci-fi turned away from like the weird teenage dramas and some of the weird like reefer madness things they would do to more science fiction yeah and that it, sometimes it was a little bit of a conflict there but yeah i think they'd still they'd still go for the same ones yeah yeah, yeah. i think you're right because yeah. i think that curation and that discovery is a mm-hmm. huge part of mm-hmm. what it is and then when you do something yeah like if they did like the double rainbow video yeah like <laughs> There's, there's it a gets thing about, so old so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we pick the meat off the bones of anything that we know well. Yes. And that, and I, and, yeah. and and truth too, like you, a lot of YouTube videos that we make fun of are fake. You know, they're fakes. They're either uh, like scripted or they're like, oh, this person falls and it's so funny, and it turns out that they did it for a Jimmy Kimmel show. You know, it's yeah. that sort of. So I think that they would find themselves hard pressed to find naturally bad movies or, or things on YouTube yeah. instead of finding fake ones. And it's not as funny if no. it's not natural. It's not as funny if, if you're trying to be funny. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, like like when Tommy Wiseau was self-aware after The Room, his stuff sucks now. It's not even close to the same. And yeah. I, I know they did a sequel, and I know he starred in Samurai Cop 2. Tommy yeah. Wiseau was not as funny not even close yeah because yeah. There, there was no naivete anymore yeah know? so samurai cop did a sequel yeah tommy mm-hmm. Wiseau has done eight million different things yeah and they're not even close uh, yeah samurai yeah. cop sequel um i'm pretty sure uh the guy from birdemic has been yes. working on yes. like, new things and like yeah yes. once they know i think there's a birdemic too in fact yeah just, just straight rip off of the first <laughs> yeah which is amazing so that's just kind of natural evolution yeah. of mystery science starting <laughs> this so long ago yep. um the MSD3K theme song sort mm-hmm. of blatantly describes the plot, mm-hmm. the concept. Mm-hmm. So if there was a it's theme, so on the nose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if there was a theme song about your life, oh man, what kind of details would be in the lyrics to let people know? Here's oh, the story of Brittany. That's a good one. Uh, I think I, I'm a horrible singer, so I'm not gonna sing it. But I think it would be I, I would I would stick to the tune of the Mr. Science Theater song. <laughs> so it would be something. It would include my love of squirrels. 
my friends sometimes like to call me buzzkill because when we're all having a great time, I, I can't wait to bring up the fact that we're all going to die one day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, it's so funny to be like the little like pin in their balloon. So I'm a buzzkill, uh, squirrels. I like to throw parties <laughs> and, um, I hate cheese. What? I hate cheese. Yeah. Not allergic. Is. I just fucking hate cheese. You just like, you don't like the taste of it. <laughs> I can't stand it. I, I've been like way my, my whole life. So that would be, I yeah. think my four, <laughs> okay. my four bullet points they'd have to hit. Yeah. I try to be an understanding <laughs> person, but the cheese <laughs> I know, I know. It's a bridge too far. My dad, my dad would tell me, I remember as a kid, he's like, Brittany, you're going to go on dates and boys are going to want to take you to get pizza. <laughs> What's going to happen when you, when you get pizza? And I'm like, dad, first of all, uh, I'm like 12. Uh, <laughs> I'll just take the pizza, the cheese off. And I, I still do to this day. I'll just, I'll take it off. I assumed now we have been in the same place doing work stuff and <laughs> mm-hmm. we have ordered pizza yep. and you get the yep. weird I naked cheeseless get, pizza. I always get the little tiny pizza that I have like two slices of and I'm like, okay, yeah. full. <laughs> and I assumed it was lactose. Nope, nope. It's just me being weird. It's going to be so much richer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> when I see you just eating a weird pizza. And I it's think, like bruschetta at that point, right? It's just like bread and sauce. It's not yes. even a meal. And I will hum your weird theme song yes. to myself. <laughs> That's a good question. I like that one. That's a good one. We are going to move on to our how obsessed are you questions. (laughs) Oh, great. These are questions or variations I ask everybody to see exactly how obsessed people are. There are no right or wrong answers. Do you think about MST3K every day? Yes. In in one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So even if you don't watch it, Mm -hmm. some joke or feeling will flips come through your mind. Yeah. I'll see some poster for like a movie that's about to come out and it's bad. I'm like, man, I wish they'd riff that. You know, it's <laughs> usually that. It's usually because we live in LA. Yeah. So we see all these horrible billboards pop up and that's usually when it pops into my head is when I wish that would get the treatment okay. that I'll never see. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. Riff tracks sometimes hits more modern things, yeah. but it's unlikely I'll see a, a riff of that. Yeah. yeah. And certainly not in that same exact mold because, you yeah. know, riff tracks is it's a different Own beast, thing. you know. Exactly. Um, do you think that so you are you've said a couple times about the like bad movie thing and Mm -hmm. i think that's a natural reaction that a lot of fans have Mm -hmm. like when they see a really crappy movie like Mm -hmm. well at least maybe yeah mystery science or (laughs) at least they'll save us yeah Yeah. take this down a few pegs (laughs) so do you come from the school that all of the movies should be bad and that the fact that they're being riffed is a a judgment because this is a thing that's gone on with riff tracks where they've tried to be like Sometimes we're just adding color commentary. Yeah, we yeah. don't think The Force Awakens is bad, but yeah, we did a riff yeah. of The Force Awakens to just have one. fun with it. But where do you fall in that camp? Um, I think I'm always going to lean towards wanting to watch a bad movie be riffed on because I think it deserves it. Yeah. And there's something, an extra layer to um, to it that so many people, so many people worked on this bad movie and it still, like, and it still came out this way. Yeah. That's funny to me. A good movie... As funny as it is to make fun of it, there's something like, like I almost feel bad for it. Like there's some sincerity to it. Like Force Awakens, like oh, I actually kind of like that movie. Oh, that is kind of weird that you made fun of that. Now I'm gonna think of that differently. It changes yeah. the movie for me. Does that make sense? Yeah. It changes a good movie. It enhances a bad one. 
Oh, that makes yeah. sense. That's, yeah, sort of that where, where, that's sense. sort of where I'm at with it. I'll still watch it. It's still hilarious, but there is something about like changing a good movie and enhancing a bad one. I'd, I'd rather watch the bad one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think especially with uh, the Mystery Science Theater version mm-hmm. of riffing, mm-hmm. like Riff Tracks doesn't have that sort of narrative yeah. conceit. Yeah, it's just, so it's just straight, yeah. we're, we're stabbing you. Like we are just like, the riffs are like knives. <laughs> <laughs> the riffs are like knives. <laughs> and, they're, and they're meaner too. Like they go after people. I, I heard like a joke I think I was watching uh, Jack the Giant Killer last night, and they made a joke about like a fat celebrity, and I was like, "Man, they wouldn't have done that!" Like in Mystery Science, there's no way they would have gone after that person. Um, so they're a little, little nastier. They cuss a little more, which I'm fine with. Yeah. So they're a little meaner, I think, in Rift Tracks now that they're like they can get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But for like classic MSD3K, it does seem like there's this like your uh, like your checks mix and cereal, a mix yes. of salty yes. and sweet. Yes. Yes. In that it doesn't get too sweet that. because they're always yeah. taken. Take the it knife down to the bad. Saying, this is bad. We are making a judgment. Yeah, exactly. This is bad. This is bad. Yes, we are judging you. It yeah. is bad, <laughs> but in a sweet way. Yes, yes. You suck. They said sweetly. <laughs> Has Mystery Science Theater three thousand ever made you weep? Yes. Gosh, I'm trying to remember. I think it was Space Mutiny. Space Mutiny made me cry because they. Every, as you know, every so often they get on one joke they can't let go. Yeah. But they're so good with timing. It never gets old. Yeah. It's never like, all right, guys, we get it. You've said the name three <laughs> times. It was when they were making fun of the lead who hilariously was also the first Captain America uh, act, an actor who, the first actor who ever played Captain America on television This that horrible oh, yeah. motorcycle version yeah. he was the lead in Space Mutiny and they <laughs> kept calling him different names for his like muscles he was this big like muscular dude so they would like they'd be like he'd running through a hallway and they'd go oh beef hard cheese or oh, yeah. Pex uh, man chest you know and I swear there must have been 30 names they called them but they did it so well that it was so timed well and I just every time they would name a new one I would start crying it would be, make me a laugh so hard yeah like so funny i love that yeah that's definitely one of the uh, sort of like uh they have successfully urinated on that joke <laughs> like when you, when somebody else makes a joke kind of like that yep. on uh, yep. on twitter people mm-hmm. will just respond with blast hard cheese yep it's that sort of like we now have a language for that specific yep. joke of making fun of a two manly yep. action star and over and over and over there. again and that made you weep <laughs> beautiful uh, when people walk into your home, I think I already know the answer to this mm-hmm. one. Can they immediately tell you're obsessed with Mystery Science Theater? Uh, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, I only have Tom. I don't have a lot of art of, of theirs on the walls because there really wasn't any official art ever made yeah. that I know of outside of like some posters. But it would be, um, gosh, now that I think about it, I should I should fix that. But yeah, Tom is, Tom is there. Um, you can see my, my small DVD collection. And uh, yeah, Tom would be the indication. Tom's the thing like, that kind of gives it away. He's good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a dead ringer. <laughs> How big is Tom? Uh, he's about, like, I know your viewers can't see it. So however tall this is. Like, like two, Yoda two, height? Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. He's Yoda height, he is. Um, and he's uh, very light. And I'm the only one allowed to hold him. Uh, <laughs> not because of me, but because my husband, every time we go out with him, when we go see Riff Tracks Live, I bring him along. And Matt, like, refuses to touch him because, God forbid, he breaks. Yeah, and he feels happens. terrible. Yeah. If I break him, it's like, oh, well, that sucks. But so, yeah, he's uh, he's about, yeah, about Yoda height. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. So that is a significant size object yeah. to see in your living room when he's somebody walks in. He's pretty big, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, 
Would you want the video of your wedding to be riffed by any of the MST3K cast? Hilarious, because Tom was at my wedding. He was a picture. There's a picture of him at my wedding uh, <laughs> uh, as we were up there. He's he's got a little suit and he has a little suit and a little bow tie. Uh, no, I actually wouldn't have. I wouldn't have um, because. My sister was there, and that was enough. <laughs> my sister. <laughs> Did your sister riff your wedding? My sister, at one point, she. There's an inside joke between the two of us. There's a, a Freakazoid episode, if you remember that cartoon back in the day, yeah. um, where the mother is dropping Freakazoid off at a, at a sci fi convention, and she. As she lets them out of the car, she waves and she goes, have a good time now. And for some reason, that stuck with us. So <laughs> during my vows, like at the very end, my sister and all her friends who are in on the joke too, scream, have a good time now. <laughs> and I just start laughing. So that was enough. That, that was, was the yeah. one riff you need. I don't think I could have them doing like an entire thing. I would yeah. be like, all right, guys, Kevin, this is like <laughs> life changing for me. Could you just like knock it down a peg, please? Well, right. Like, and yeah. because you so come from the school of riffing is a commentary that Correct. this needs some help Correct. to be enjoyable. Correct. Like I'm not already insecure. I have this like makeup on and my hair done and all my friends are there. Like I'm already I'm already there. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> like... You're good. You got it. <laughs> Fair enough. Would you get a giant tattoo of Torgo from Mano <laughs> across your back? Um Mystery Science Theater is the only thing I've ever considered getting tattooed on my body. Okay. And I wouldn't get that. I would get, um, I would piece this like basic bitch and I would get uh, Crow on my left wrist. Actually, no, I'd get Tom on my on my left wrist because that's closer to my heart. Aww. And then I would get Crow on my right and then it would be this sort of like Sailor Jerry version of them. So the lines are a little too thick and they're yeah. kind of like burly, I guess, versions <laughs> of themselves. I'd get like Sailor Jerry, uh, Tom and Crow, but nice. I'm, a, I'm a fucking pussy and I, I'm, I don't like pain so okay. i won't do it <laughs> have you seen other people get tattooed i have i have i've have. seen that exact style too and okay. I, I really liked it yeah okay and but have you watched people cry in pain as they're uh, being tattooed do no you... i just like the idea of just something digging into me for two hours is and paying someone to do that i'm good <laughs> when you phrase it that way yeah <laughs> sounds painful and like a good episode of the show yeah. just digging in just for digging two in. hours <laughs> mm. <laughs> If uh, you had to eat a pile of your least favorite food mm-hmm. before watching a brand mm-hmm. new episode of the oh, show that you've geez. never seen before, oh geez, well, would you do it? It would be it, no. It so, would be cheese. Yeah, no, and I, I had couldn't. no idea about your cheese it's okay. avoidance I would, issues. It would. Uh, I couldn't do it. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> Did you have some sort of issue, like no. psychological break with cheese? No. Did you I, see I, someone I, no. being murdered no. <laughs> when you were two and eating a piece of cheese and you a don't remember? Cheese killed my cat. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I can distinctly remember being like really little, five or six, and my dad putting cheese, like little shredded cheese on a hot dog. Yeah. And he, you know, my dad's so sweet. He like made this lunch for my sister and I. We're sitting at the table and I'm like, hot dogs, hot dogs. And he slides the plate in front of me and I'm like, oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and I wouldn't eat it. And my dad's like, you're not leaving the table until you eat. So that's, you know, yeah, okay. I can remember very distinctly just hating cheese. Yeah, and that's not that so traumatic of experience. No, it's not. It's yeah. not. It's just not liking it and being told I couldn't eat without eating it. So I'm like, I'm just not going to eat today. And I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you would not eat a pile of cheese no, in order to see the new episode. I couldn't, no. Because I wouldn't enjoy the episode then. I would be sick. It would be cheese tainted. Yeah, and yeah. I would have sold myself out, Joseph. I would have sold my soul <laughs> yeah. to the cheese lords. Nope, none of that bullshit. No. All right, good answer. <laughs> if the only way you could see your favorite episode ever again mm-hmm. is by stealing it from Walmart. Would oh, you do it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would. 
<laughs> gosh, what would that be? That would be a space mutiny. I'd steal yeah. that. Yeah, I would yeah. do that. Yeah. You sound almost excited about it. Yeah, yeah, it's a challenge. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> if they have old security guards, they're not going to go anywhere. They're not yeah. going to chase me down. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, greeters. I'll just have my lift ready to pick me up outside. Zoop, zoom off. <laughs> Your baby driver in a <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> If a new season of MSD3K was available, but there mm-hmm. was a bear on your couch holding oh. the remote, oh geez, would you try to get the remote from the bear? Oh man, no. The bear just wants to watch CNN. No, no, no. I wouldn't. I could, and I'd have to stay in the house. I'd have to like be with the bear. I couldn't like shoot the bear. <laughs> like, look, this is kind of a choose your own adventure. Okay, okay. People I make would, deals uh, with me about the bear. I would, would you murder a bear in I, your own well, home? Well, I would shoot it with a tranquilizer. Okay. And I would put the bear down, and then I would like. Hopefully, it would still work after being in the bear's grasp, and I yeah. would I would watch it, and then I would take selfies with the bear and pretend that like I have a bear now, and like <laughs> my friends would be, oh, Bernie's so cool. Oh, All right. she got a bear. <laughs> this is a really good answer to this question. Okay. <laughs> most people, a lot of people negotiate or ask follow-up questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're the first person to just say, I would trank and selfie the bear. <laughs> yes. I'm, I mean, hey, I want to look cool. I got to get my, I got to keep my clout, my bear clout going. Keep your bear clout. When you say clout, do you mean the actual uh, web service clout? No, no. Okay. No. I thought that had died. But that is, I, that was a thing, right? Where you could like look yourself up. Yeah, you could and, add like, in all your social media oh and then see your, your value as a human. How do they even like, like, like calculate that? It's like that's the, the likes weirdest. and the retweets and the, oh, somebody so hoo-hawed sad. me on LO or whatever. <laughs> That sounds like a different problem it than clout. Really, that sounds it like really, that really does. I got hoo-hawed. I got hoo-hawed on hello. Which <laughs> sounds like, yes, an alien who yeah. doesn't understand uh, anything. Uh-uh. That's, that's what I am. <laughs> anyway, that's a very good answer to that question. <laughs> Thank you. If, this is the final How Obsessed Are You question. Mm-hmm. If every time you watched Misty Science Theater 3000, another person that you didn't know, just a random human, mm-hmm. was trapped on the satellite of love against their will. Uh, would you still watch it knowing that was happening? You didn't have to see it happen. But knowing that another but person... But knowing it was happening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like they, you know, uh, it's not a bad place. You know, it's not a bad... Yeah. They've got food. They've got bots. Um, you know, they. I'm sure they have fun parties after the show's over. And uh, it'd be very, very uh, crowded after a little while. Yeah. And maybe they'll show up in sketches. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with dooming people yeah. to uh, a life of movie servitude. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's part of the underdog story is it's supposed mm-hmm. to be for torture. That's what the Mads are trying yep. to do. But it they never break, right? And they I never like that they never really went break. really mean with them. Like they were always sort of like skirting the evil. Yeah, you know, like TV's Frank and Professor Forrester were, were so cartoonishly, and I'm putting my hands together the way like a cartoony villain would. Yeah. But they were so like me he he ha ha ha. But they never actually hurt them. They were and they were so insecure in their own inability to be evil that yeah. it you know it never really f- like came to fruition to actually hurt them i don't even know why they did it like i feel like yeah. this new season is the first time we're like getting a reason why they're they're getting like there's some sort of like liquid they're contain they're getting from their pain okay and they're putting it into this like big I, i'm only like four or five episodes in but they're putting it into this like big like like uh containment okay so yeah i, I kind of like that they never went yeah. full evil and are you yeah. enjoying the new season? I feel like I should. I would be remiss if yeah. I didn't ask. Um, I'll be honest. I I really I really am. But the sketches are falling much flatter for me than okay. the original season. Uh, original seasons. Um, and I don't even know why. I think 
like I said before, what I like so much about the magic and the authenticity, I feel like we lose that when you have Jerry Seinfeld on as a cameo or you okay. have Patrick. Um, uh, my gosh, I can't remember his last name. He's a great actor. but And these are people that absolutely belong there. They're huge fans, I'm sure. They wouldn't yeah. just do it for no reason. But I feel like you lose the sort of sweetness and mom and pop version of it when you put so many cameos in. It's trying to pander to an audience. Um, sorry, that was my alarm. Yeah. Uh, pander to an audience that... Uh, they don't have to. Yeah. You already have me. You know, I, I don't need to have a... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But the movie riffing, I do think is really funny. I think Jonah's doing a great job. Um, and it's not because I'm so so partial to Kevin, but I, Tom isn't making me laugh quite as hard okay. as, I, as, I, as I'm used to. So Crow, for the first time, is like, oh, Crow's jokes are landing really well with me. Um, but overall, I am. I think it's a very sincere try at bringing that back yeah. and i can feel how much they love it and it's not a money grab i don't i don't feel like no. it's just like i remember talking to you on the phone <laughs> yes. about it i remember being so like that's you know what you know what that's when i knew i was like actually actually obsessed with it when i was upset for the first time over a nerd rage thing i was actually nerd raging yeah. i've never experienced that and then i heard the new thing was coming out and i saw like all these people that i you know, kind of kept going, why is that person there? Why Why isn't Bill writing for it? Why isn't Kevin attached to it? Why isn't Mike? And I started to be like, oh my God, there's a Kickstarter and wait, ah! and I, for some reason, like it broke me. Like, yeah. and I was so upset. I remember calling you in my kitchen. <laughs> oh my God, this like person who's, you know, we're very friendly, but I barely know you. Not enough to just call you up for like Mr. Science to your advice, but I was <laughs> I was compelled to do yeah. so, and that's when I knew I had a problem, and I was obsessed because I actually got upset by it, yeah. which is so asinine. Like, it turned out great. Like, it's a, it's a good show. I shouldn't have gotten so upset, but I was so possessive of it. Yeah. It was so my thing that I was like, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> Leave it in the past where it belongs. But... uh yeah, I'm I, sorry, I went on a tangent. No, there. it was great. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I hope I managed to help in our yeah, emergency phone call. Yeah, you did. You, no, you really did. You, you, you. I remember you telling me that you felt it was very sincere. That I should wait for it. Yeah. Not don't don't pass judgment just yet. And I was like, okay, all right. And I was right. Yeah, you were right. I should say you, yeah. you, yeah, you were right. Good, good. Yeah, and I think it's a thing that we all wrestle with. With you know, I make jokes about people getting mad about like that's going to ruin my childhood. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and I think we all do overreact uh, to things. But you know, if something amazing gets created, mm-hmm. people are going to want to keep doing it and playing with it yeah and it's just and I can't, you, you I can't take blame and miss. people for wanting to be a part of it i can't yeah. like blame you know the cameos wanting to be on of course are you kidding like of course i would want to be on a mr yeah. cedar cameo if i was a celebrity but it still felt kind of weird but uh yeah i it was it was hard for me to like let that go and just actually just enjoy the first episode because i'm sitting on the couch i've got my <laughs> arms crossed i'm like i'm not gonna eat checks mix this doesn't deserve checks mix <laughs> i'm not gonna do that and and then the first version of the song comes on i was like Oh, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> oh, I is kind of cute. I like him. He's funny. He's got, and he's he's adding his more musical style to the sketches yeah. and, and everything. And like, okay, guys, I I'm on board. Like, yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. I think Jonah is, was ended up being a really really good choice. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. Really but yeah, but I think that's you know anything like you know with Star Wars with Doctor mm-hmm. Who with any of the yeah. things that I love. Yeah, you know. Do you feel that way about certain things? Have you nerd oh, raged over have, things? Oh yeah, I have. Yeah. I have definitely nerd raged, and I have my strong opinions about specific yeah. things. Like they should be like this but i've really gotten to the point of like it's not uh you you're you're gonna get attached to the thing that you first saw mm-hmm. and then it is a thing that should evolve yeah and it should change yeah. and at this point i almost enjoy like when i watch something i'm kind of like i hope it has these things that i love and i hope it has a couple of these things that i think are dumb mm, like really? rogue one was like yeah. hey i hate that darth vader pun 
But I know exactly how to yes, handle that. Yes. And I am almost oh kind of grateful. God. I'm like, hey, there's a part of this thing how that I love that I that hate. How did that get through? How I, did that, like... That was the first thought in my mind. Yeah, how did that... How many people, like, how many versions of a script are there typically for a film like that? For like, Rogue One? I, yeah. A lot. And how, like, how? How did that still make it? Like, no one was like, hey, that's a that's a it's, little out of character. Yeah, that's, a, he's literally never done that before. Why yeah. are we doing that here? <laughs> he can make a joke, but he can't make a pun. But, like, uh, yeah, I think when I was younger, I might have been like, oh, that, oh, mm-hmm. that ruined... And for me, The whole movie is like, ruined now. Yeah, it's like is one part of a thing that I didn't like and it's almost it's almost like some sort of like zen balance so you've like, like learned how to like cope with it and be okay and just like yeah, yeah. it's just part of like growing up and yeah and like some things get through the cracks <laughs> yeah that's good and it's more like a compare and contrast you know that's we don't a healthy way of dealing for, with it we don't expect that of like humans in our lives Mm-mm. to be like well Brittany was really good for the first <laughs> yeah, right. year I knew her but then she did that one thing so that's so funny that's a good point that's a good point you know? though it yeah. is that's a good point she looked at me weird that one time and yeah. now it's done <laughs> yeah. And these things that we take into our lives that continue and get rebooted and mm-hmm. walk through life with us, to me, they're more like, yeah. they're, they are entertainment, they're a product, mm-hmm. but they're also like I think friends people, who walk through I think us. more people should learn from you. More more geeks in our community could learn from that. Yeah. I think they'd enjoy things more. Not yeah. that their opinions aren't valid. I just, yeah, the whole nerd rage thing. That was, again, my first experience. And I was like, oh, this is, oh, this is what that feels <laughs> this like. This is like. horrible. <laughs> this is horrible. Uh, well, that's a, a fun tangent. Thank you for going on yes. with me. <laughs> Can you make a noise to sum up your obsession with Mystery Science oh, Theater 3000? Yes. Um, <laughs> that's why I like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, <laughs> nice. That is a good noise. Uh, I'm going to rate your obsession on a scale of one oh, to seven. Oh, goodness. All right. Uh, one to seven uh, aroused dowsers. <laughs> aroused dower. I like a roused dowser better now. Roused dower is the actual thing. Roused dower, yes. Roused dower. Out of seven roused dowers being the highest amount, (laughs) I am going to give you. This is difficult because that's okay. Ends up being. I'm not going to be offended. I know I'm not a seven. Okay, yeah, Yeah, no, I'm not. I I think I've given a seven once. I think a seven is a borderline. That's that's if I come in with like tattoos and like I named my child like Tom Servo. That's like yeah, there's (laughs) problems there. Even that would probably be fine. But you have your. You have your stopping points. You've incorporated it into your life in some ways mm-hmm. and not others. But I think you're still pretty high. I'm mm-hmm. going to give you like a, a, I think six. Oh, good. All right. I is, can take is, that. You think six is too I would have said five. Okay. I would have said five because I haven't seen every episode. To me, that's like, mm, that's a that's a cardinal sin as a Misty fan to not have seen every episode. Okay. Yeah. I'm not we'll, trying hard enough. We'll bump you down to 5. All right. 5. All right. <laughs> like we did, we started that way. I'm pretty awesome. Yeah. And now I'm a five. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Pray we don't alter the number forever. <laughs> Uh, so can it. you uh, can you tell people where they can find you on social media and any yeah. stuff you want to plug? Oh, sure, sure. Um, you can find me on Twitter at B Wallach, W-A-L-L-O-C-H. And all the things I currently do are with Jack Dyer Studios. So check out jackdyer.com. There's way more than just games there. We're doing escape rooms. We're doing a sort of storytelling adventure where we bury things in the desert and tell wow. you to go find them. And then you're suddenly a part of a story that we're trying to build. And by we, I mean Jack, uh, Jack Dyer. And uh, yeah, check out jackdyer.com, all the weird shit I'm up to. It's it's hard to describe to people what I do for a living. I'm yeah. just like, just go to the website. Just go to that. You'll get it. It's really cool. I promise you'll like yeah. it. Yeah. The games are great. And yeah. Jack himself is Thank an awesome you. And thank you and so much for writing for us. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's He's going to be really fun. humble, but you've totally written for, uh, you've Red Flags, Super Fight, 
and you've got problems now. Our yeah. newest one about to come out. Yeah. So thank you for that. Oh, absolutely. It's been a ton of fun. And awesome. You and Jack are both great to work oh, with. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, here are some quick plugs for this show, and then we'll mm-hmm. do our final question. Sure, sure. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can check out my pop culture comedy station on Anchor called Headcanon. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums and whatnot, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. And finally, you can support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you get access to our monthly patron only bonus episodes where I talk with my wife, Sarah, about something we're upset about, upset about, obsessed <laughs> about. That was a huge Freudian slip for Nerd Rage. <laughs> I don't know awesome. what I want to talk about this month, That's but awesome. apparently it's going to be something uh, I'm obsessed with. Look for my new podcast, Upset with Joseph Scrimshaw. <laughs> for full info on the Obsessed bonus episodes, go to patreon.com slash Joseph Scrimshaw. All right, so final questions. Yes. Don't have anything to do with your obsession, but sure, sure. you can if you want. If you could run at super speed, but you had to wear something dumb to do it, mm. what might you wear? God, I hate tutus. I think they're so <laughs> dumb. Uh, I would, I, if I, like, in order to get the super speed, I had to wear something. Like, yeah. It almost, like, granted me the power. I think the dumbest thing I could wear would be a tutu. I yeah, fucking hate tutus. Sure. Yeah, That would look awesome. Really cumbersome though. tutu, too. Like, oh, it like, would almost fall off me. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, t- I would do a tutu. Yeah, I love the image that you could be running at absolute super mm-hmm. speeds, but the tutu would not bend to the yes. wind or the force, and yes. it would be perfectly circular. Yes, just like perfectly there and never coming off. Yeah, All right. that well, would be it. Look for tutu flash running around <laughs> Los Angeles. If the government made a stamp of you, mm. what would you want to be doing on the stamp? Oh man, um, I would want. Uh, there's a really great squirrel girl pose, squirrel girl from Marvel, the Marvel universe where she's got her little squirrel in her hand and then she's giving it like a little kiss on the cheek. <laughs> that's what I would, I would want to be pictured with a squirrel. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. And that's holding what I want. It Just like holding yeah. it and giving the, having the squirrel give me a little kiss on the cheek. Like, Aww, oh, we're friends. Nice. That's what I would do. I feel like in a way what you just said is kind of the answer to the next question. Uh-huh. The final question. Maybe not, though. <laughs> the final question for everyone on the podcast is, what is happiness? Oh, what is happiness? And I can see you saying squirrel kisses. <laughs> I mean, yeah, animals. I just, like, I think animals are, like, uh, it sounds so, so fucking stupid, but, like, I think animals are, like, the most pure form of happiness there can be. Yeah. Like, they don't give a shit about anything. They don't have bills or worries or this. And just, like, a cat sleeping on a couch, that's happiness. Just yeah. this, like, sweet animal and... A safe, a safe, happy animal is like happiness to me. Like a domesticated animal that's just even like, like a wild one, even like a like a crazy kangaroo that punches people, <laughs> like that. Just like this, like I just think animals are just like the best, and uh, even like the gross ones are great. Like snakes yeah. are horrible, but they're great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, just like the things we love. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes they're horrible, sometimes they're great. Like snakes, like snakes. But I love that idea that happiness is purity, whether it is yeah. a super cute cat. Just mm-hmm. sleeping in your home in the sunlight, or, or a, a kangaroo yeah. punching someone in the middle of Australia, <laughs> doing what they want to do. <laughs> like kangaroos do. That is a great answer to what oh, is happiness. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Oh, thanks, sincerely, thanks for having me. This is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Uh, another one of my favorite lines is from Mano's Hands of Fate, and it's when we first see the lead protagonist female in her room. I think she's changing her clothes, and Torgo is looking in the window, and I think he climbs in, and he's like, and it starts the that creepy music, and Torgo comes at her with his hands up to his face, like, and Mike, I think it was Mike who delivered the line, and he goes, 
and he gets real close to her face and she's like shuddering in the corner and freaking out and mike goes oh you're coming a little strong there torgo and like that i don't know why that just like stuck stuck with me and i say it to my husband when he's being creepy to me when he's like trying to get all romantic i'm like oh you're coming a little strong there torgo <laughs> like, that's that's a good one too that's one of my favorites 